Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, upvote the video, and comment down below. Also, join our subtext community. The link to do it is in the description down below, and we will have a special unlisted live stream following the Grow Bowl exclusively for subscribers in our subtext community. Um, I'm here with Tom Vanderford for our weekly segment on Ole Miss football. It's Grow Bowl weekend, Tom. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm uh, not, not physically able to go uh, just yet, but I should be ready by the, the football season. But I will uh, put it on SEC Network Plus and watch it and critique it and rewind it and all that good fun stuff yeah absolutely and you know we like we play mercer and we play during the season and you're counting down to a date of something that actually means more football the spring game is a little bit different as then it symbolizes the end of football for like four months and it can be a very sad thing i'm hoping the transfer portal um adds a little bit to it i hope chris beard does well in the portal that'll get us to mid-may i'm not having a whole lot of confidence in our baseball program at the moment. Uh, But we'll see what happens because it's looking like June and July is going to be a whole lot of history lessons from Steve on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I, I mentioned uh, to one of my friends uh, that's a a big baseball fan – at Ole Miss, and I think he's got season tickets for baseball. That if if we had uh, if we had uh, Mallets and and Elliot and uh, man, the other one the other one just uh, escapes me. Uh, <laughs> Maddox. That, that, Maddox, yeah, yeah. Riley Maddox. Mm-hmm. If we had all three of those guys, it would be a different team. I think I think our you know that your pitching depth isn't there when uh your closer against Alcorn State is uh your best power hitter. Uh you know that you've got some depth problems at pitcher. You know, Kemp Kemp Alderman closed the game out uh against Alcorn State. So uh, they just God bless it. You know, they just, uh, they're having a rough year. I, I, I've got a, a state friend, and I said, you know, it's amazing. It's kind of like what happened to them after their national championship. They just lost pitcher after pitcher after pitcher. And, um, you know, we've, we've recently lost another pitcher. So your, your, your pitching is, is so extremely important in SEC play. You can get away with it like we did at the first of the year when we weren't playing SEC teams. You know, if we we're in the Big Ten, we'd be doing great, mm-hmm. but uh, we're not. We're in the SEC. Um, but you know, it's. I hate to use uh, Bianco's famous term, but it's baseball. Mm. You know, it's anything can happen. You know, you never know. We, you know. I'm 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 kind of freaking out about Maddox because I saw him in a video as the season was starting, saying that he thought he'd be good to go, and then I haven't heard anything. So, 
Yeah, I, I think they're just being overly careful with him, honestly. Wonderful. I want them to be that way because both those kids have a shot at the next level. Mm. You know, Mallets is uh, would have really helped this year. And, you know, having those guys, you'd have the freedom to move people around. Uh, but that's hurt us. Uh, and our bats have went silent at times, and that, that you know, that hasn't helped. But overall, I think that pitching's the big thing. But moving, moving uh, along to basketball just real quick, mm-hmm. man, I am impressed with Beard. Yeah. Um, I he's 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 combing the country you know he's got the kid coming in from north texas i don't or or he's going to see him i don't know if uh the five-star point guard from texas that he recruited i don't know if we're in on him or not but you know the kid from georgetown's an extremely solid pickup and uh the center that that we may get that's been uh, crystal ball to to uh seven three mm-hmm. uh is is supposed to be pretty good i think he led the nation in block shots so and and he's he's doing it man he's obviously a good recruiter because they said that the seven three guy was was a lot to go to missouri which you know made the tournament this year so i i think we're we're going to get better in basketball i think yo uh, has gotten a couple of, of ladies out of the portal that will help us next year. But let's talk about the big one. Let's talk about football. Well, real quick, um, um, I, just before I got on the um, here with you, it was announced that Musa Cisse has had a Zoom with um, Chris Beard. He's a big man out of Memphis that plays for Oklahoma State, or is tran- would transferring from there. So, I mean, he was ooh. a former five-star top 20 player in the country. Um, yeah. so that, that's, that's, that's a big deal as well, but you're right. Let's talk about grow ball. What position matchups have your attention in Oxford tomorrow or today? Cause you're going to air as a standalone on Saturday morning. Well, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so the position matchups that I want to see, I, it always starts with the big uglies. I want to see the offensive line versus the defensive line. You know, I want to see some pressure on our quarterbacks. I really do. Because uh, I think we've got a good offensive line. But I, I really want to see the four-two-five. see if, if that helps. Um, I don't think it'll show a lot. People forget that usually the spring game is very vanilla. And if you see somebody that you've never heard of have an awesome spring game, that doesn't necessarily translate into – uh, the next season. Uh, that's one thing I would caution people on. You know, if you see a running back you've never heard of break two or three long touchdowns, that doesn't mean that they're going to be in the rotation next year. It's more of a, you know, it's more of a, a scrimmage and to find out what we have. Now, saying that, I'm also concerned with how our linebackers do in the run game. I want our defensive line to be able to let our backers make tackles at the line of scrimmage. Now, I also want our defensive line to make tackles at the line of scrimmage. Another another thing that I'm interested in, just because there are a lot of new faces, especially for the spring game where some people are out, I want to see how our tight ends and receivers do against the linebackers in the secondary. 
Yeah. We've got our secondary is going to be very much different than it was last year. We're going to have a lot of new faces back there in the spring game. And we're going to have a lot of new faces on offense. I want to see how Priest Corn does. I want to see, you know, something people are forgetting you because he just fell off of the wagon, but Jalen Knox, I didn't even know he was with the team anymore. You know, he, he had the one year we had the red shirt because he had some academic issues. And then last year, I think he got hurt. Uh, and uh, he's doing great. You know, Bentley, who got hurt last year, is is from what I've heard doing great. You know, we're we're gonna have we're gonna have uh, Quinchon Jenkins, we're gonna have Ulysses Bentley the fourth, and we've got Kendrick Riscano. So we're gonna be deep at running back. Now we don't have Riscano yet, but but the, it's there. I guess all of the people we lost. I want to see how the replacements play. You know, I want I want to see how those corners play. You know, I, I hear good things about the kid we brought in from Georgia Tech. That's wonderful. Uh, I want to see how these safeties play. I want to see how. T- Tom has obviously got a test. Hey, Dallas, Taylor, yeah. Sorry. About that. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. I, I want to see how Taylor Gross plays. Mm. I want to see. Uh, how some of these other young DBs that we've had in the system for a year or two play. And I want to see just how familiar they are. And, and it won't be super familiar with uh, with Pete Golding's system. But I'd like to see the defense rush to the ball. Uh, I, want, I want to see some really good, stable – running and passing, I don't think they're all, you know, all spring games are vanilla. But I just want to see if the fundamentals are good. Yeah, defensively, I think um, I want to see no receivers catching a TD pass open by 30 yards. I want the defensive player in the right place. I want to see them rallying to the football. I want to see them – Getting pressure in a unique way, I realize they're going, to, they're going to be vanilla and there's a chance that we won't see that, but I want to see that. Um, offensively, I want Jackson Dart to just look like he's in control. After the spring game he had last year, I want him to end the spring on a good note. And, and, and just to help him going into the summer and into the fall, I don't care about stats. I don't care about scores. It's all about the eyeball test in a spring game to me. I completely agree. I know I read something the other day that made me feel good. They said that for the entire spring, he's only thrown one pick. Mm-hmm. That's pretty yeah. darn good. Now, uh, it, it, that, has, he, has he only thrown one pick because he's avoided the middle of the field? I mean, uh, that's the stuff I, I want to see, too. I want That's part of how Jackson looks is using the whole field. Exactly. I, I completely agree with that. I complete now talking about because I know we're probably running short on time. Let's go to the let's go to the portal. Okay. Um, I, I don't know if there are some folks that would be the right fit, but I have noticed. You know, we've had a couple of young 
kids in the portal who were of the class of 2022 out of Texas, uh, uh, a rush end and a linebacker. Now, you know, they probably, you know, they probably going to go to A&M or somebody, but, you know, I found that interesting. I found it interesting that there are some viable people in the portal from other schools that weren't in the first period. So that may be something they look at. If they see somebody that they think is a good fit, I, I don't remember where the kid's from. Oh, the center from Texas A&M that was freshman All-American, he's in the portal. Now, he may very well be going to Texas or somewhere closer, but I found that intriguing. So at the same time, there are going to be kids on our team that enter the portal after spring. You know, they're going to be like, well, I'm still buried on the depth chart at Ole Miss. I want to play. I'm going to see if there's any interest in the portal. Yeah, we'll have to see the wide receiver position. Um, because yeah. of what's going on in practice, I do expect one or two to get in the portal um, from wide receiver. Heck, Braylon Brown got into the portal before spring, but now they're using him as a slot receiver, so that, that provides a little bit of cover. But I do think defensively, there are just some players that it's just clunky fits. It's not They're not going to be able to be their best version of themselves because they do not fit the system. And so they're going to find some place that they will. It's not that they're giving up. It's not that they're quitting. It's it's just that you have to do what's best for you. I mean, everybody right. has to. Do, yeah. And so we'll see a little bit of that defensively. I mean, I would not be surprised. And I've heard nothing about this, but like a defensive back, like Tysh, um, not Tyshim, um, Ishim Young. If he is falling down, you know, he's a name that might start – I start wondering a little bit. Now, I have heard nothing. I know nothing about that, but that's just an example of somebody that was brought in to play a certain type of defense. Now this defense has completely changed, and that also affects how well he can adapt to the defense. So him as an example, that's that's all I was doing was using, using yeah, an example. Another Tennyson, although I don't think Tennyson's going to leave, Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennyson might be another example. Yeah. You know, he was brought in to play a certain position, uh, and he and he did a good job. Now, does he fit in the four-two-five? He very well may. So those are those are those are some of the things that I would be looking at. Also, um, the fits and and like you said, I don't want to see any blown coverages. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but I would love to see, like I've seen in some of the highlights from the spring. Our DB has completely blanketed the receiver, and the pass is perfectly in the receiver's hands. Mm. You know, I've seen uh, 12 and 15, which I think are Marshall and Henry, Mm -hmm. uh, in some spots making some pretty good catches. So it just – it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be really interesting. But I do do look for some people to – to enter the portal after the spring. You know, um, one of the videos that Ole Miss football put out on Twitter, you had a pass from Jackson Dart to Chris Marshall, and it was just an absolute perfect pass because Marshall was covered up. It was was in between double coverage. It was a whole shot. And he put it exactly where he had to put it and ended up with a 35, 40-yard gain. And stuff like that gives me hope. Like I said, I still want to see him the middle of the field. 
that donut-sized hole in the middle of the field, we have to affect linebackers with this offensive team. And part of that is the pass game in the middle of the field. But outside, it, it just looks like it looks like it's supposed to, honestly. Yeah, it does. And, and, and I, you know, I played a lot of positions in high school. And one year, I, I, I forget what year it was. I think it was my freshman year I played tight end. And uh, we made we made some some money just dragging me in behind the linebackers, and I think that I think that uh, Priestcorn is the kind of guy that we can we can make some money over the middle. Uh, I think our lines got to give enough time for that to happen, and I think our coaching staff has to be confident enough in our quarterback to make that happen. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure that last year a lot of that lack of throwing over the middle was because they tried it in practice and it might not have worked so well. Yeah. Uh, but this year, uh, none of us, I, I haven't been in any practices, so I don't know, but the, the little I can get from people within the program is that he's a totally different person this year. Yeah. He's stronger, faster, he's bigger. And, He's more confident. Yeah, and, than and he sa- was. And Saturday we get to see him finally. I think so. I mm-hmm. think so. Now you know i I'd, I'd like to see, I'd like to see our future number seven. Oh yeah. You know, see what what Sanders has. Uh, but this is this is just my opinion. This opinion show, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackson Hart is QB one. And unless something uh, happens to him injury-wise, I think he'll be QB1 all year long. But it's really good to know that if something does happen to him, you've got a four-year starter from Oklahoma State who's a really good runner. And you've got, from everything I've heard, an awesome redshirt freshman uh, that, you know, on your program you've even heard, has a shotgun for an arm, and you know he's he's pretty darn impressive. So that gives I, me I, hope for. I've his. heard a th- three-letter comparison for people that have watched him in practice. People go out there What's and that? say he looks like Eli. Yeah, and yeah. when whenever somebody said that, my ears just perked straight up because I am so looking oh, forward to seeing this person with my own eyes. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to have. Him. Yeah, I think yeah, I, I, think I think the thing might be better than Eli with though is I think he can run the ball too. Yeah, you know? the problem that he has is he's six one, so yeah. yeah, that limits him a little bit. But his gut, his arm—they say he probably has the strongest arm on the team, and he probably has the most accurate arm on the team. And you put those two things together, he's going to be all right. Oh, yeah. yeah mm. I'm glad we got him. Yeah, and it's one of those things to where, for some reason, this season doesn't go the way that we're expecting. Midway through it, maybe it's time to just make that change and get ready for 2024. You know? That's true. It, That's it, true. And and, but, and I you know, don't want that to happen, but yeah. uh, I'm not the coach. And I feel confident that Kiffin's going to do whatever he can to position himself to have – success 
So you're right. If it's, if it's, you know, you never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to happen. I gave up a long time ago uh, on trying to predict things, mm. you know, before this baseball season, I said, Hey man, we've got a shot to be just as good, if not better than we were last year. Then everybody and got hurt. <laughs> I hurt. So you never know. Yeah. Well, um, before I get out of here tonight, uh, Friday night, there's a crossover I did with Chris Gordy. And the third segment of it, it's like a 30-minute video. It's like a full show uh, that's going to air Friday night. And he d- goes game by game with for Ole Miss in 2023. It's the first time I've done this. And I started to go. Awesome. and I, I think I got nine and three out of it. And then I was sitting there listening to him. And I was like, okay, I can honestly – show you how Ole Miss can beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa. I'm not saying they will. I can, I can tell you how they will do it, but I can also tell you how they would lose to Tulane. So that may, means this, this summer is going to be um, absolutely nuts. I do think Lane Kiffin makes $9 million a year. Nine should be the number that is the four of this program at all time. If you hit below that, I, I, I think you have explaining to do. I agree. Mm-hmm. You get paid the big bucks for a reason. Make it happen. Yeah. And anyway. I can see that in his recruiting in-state this year. You know, he's he's going to – it's just my opinion, but I think he's going to mop up. I think we get six, seven of the top ten in the state in 2024. Yeah, Jamonte Waller um, just got ranked by ESPN. They just released their three, ESPN 300, 16th player in the country, five-star. So – Oh yeah, yes. yeah. He's he's going yeah. to be huge, and he's a prototypical Jack, which you know from earlier in the show why that is important. Yep. Thanks exactly. again for thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you get to hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. It's Locked On College Basketball. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Tom, thank you so much for stopping by. I always look forward to this every week. We're going to release you Saturday morning as a standalone, and we're going to put you on Friday's Locked On Ole Miss podcast. Um, and John Garcia is going to move to Sunday just because I wanted to talk a little bit about Grove Bowl, and it wouldn't make sense to put you on Sunday, honestly. Sounds good, buddy. All right. Take care, man. Yeah, take care. Hotty toddy. Hotty toddy.